The following is the English translation of Pastor Mohan Wu's teaching on the book of Genesis chapter 39 to 40, translated by Ray. Read the Bible every day so you will be full of faith. So today we are going to read Genesis chapter 39 to 40, and today it's very important for us to ask God for a perspective from God, a spiritual perspective. Because from human's perspective, it seems like Joseph, he's getting worse and worse, but only from God's perspective that we can see that actually God is helping Joseph to keep stepping onto his destiny. So he's actually keep upgrading and upgrading. So first in verse 1, Now Joseph had been brought down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the captain of the guard, an Egyptian, had bought him from the Ishmaelites who had brought him down there. So for Egyptian, it's very common for them to buy slaves. There are so many slaves, and many people are selling, many people are buying. But it happens that the officer of Pharaoh, Potiphar, bought Joseph. So maybe you thought that you are very unlucky. Maybe you thought that you are doing your current job because you have to. Maybe you felt that you try very your best to get into a school. Maybe it's as you expected, or maybe it's not as you expected. Or maybe you went to some places that you want to, don't want to go. But actually, all of these are God's guidance. So Joseph, in every steps in his path, if we look at from the Bible, we will know that it's all God's arrangement. Why would he met all those Ishmaelites? Why would he be sold to the slave market? Why would he be chosen by Potiphar? From the beginning, since when Jacob asked Joseph to see where are his brothers, where they are pastoring the flock. From that moment, God's will has begun. God's plan has begun. So don't complain about your circumstances. Don't think that you are very unlucky. Don't think that your parents didn't give you a good life. Don't feel that you have a terrible boss. Don't think that you are in a very bad company. Don't think that, oh, it's because I did not perform my best, so I entered into a bad school. Don't think this way. But instead, you should thank God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for your arrangement is always the best because you want to help me to step into my glorious calling. So you can see that Judah, he is also seems like in the downward trending. He went to Enaim and he fell there. He sinned there and he repented there. So God allows him to step into his destiny. Similarly, Joseph from Hebron, he's also in the downward spiral and he went to Egypt, he was thrown into a pit, he was sold by his brother to the caravan and eventually sold to the slave market. So the downward spiral of these two persons are actually revealing that God's beautiful plan and God's building process for these two persons. So nowadays there's actually a very wrong teaching is that, oh, if I believe in Jesus, then everything I'm doing will be smooth. I will always be on an upward train. All the difficulties will be resolved. I will have the abundance. I will get my promise. I will get the glory. But actually, sometimes the way that God prepare us is different from what we imagine. Instead of the thing that we think, actually, he might lead us on the path of the cross. So maybe we will feel that, oh, how come nowadays it seems like I become worse off compared to before? Maybe it's even worse compared to the time when I was 
not a believer, maybe you will think that how can the circumstances become harder and harder, but instead you should thank God because Lord, you see that there are many sin on me that it has to be removed. You want to remove all those corruption. You want to let me become the honorable king, an honorable prince. So you have to see that when Joseph, he sold to Egypt, that is actually God's move. Then in verse 2 to verse 4, I want you to mark two key words in your Bible. One is that the Lord was with Joseph. And the second one is that he became a successful man. So we have to pray very fervently, God, I need your presence. I need you to be with me so that I can be successful in the things that I do. Lord, it's your presence that brings me success. It's your presence that allows me to have some good opportunities. It's because of your presence that my boss can see my faithfulness and my hard working so that we have to keep praying for this. God, it's your presence that makes everything I do successful. So therefore, if there is many mishap in your life, you shouldn't be praying that, oh God, just solve my problem. But instead, you should pray that, God, may you be with me and constantly guide me so that I can live in front of you. You have to mark the word successful because the success that God gives to us is usually very different from the success that we thought. Joseph, when he was sold to Egypt, God makes him successful. When Joseph was sold to the household of Potiphar, God makes him successful. When he became a slave, God makes him successful. When he works under someone else, he becomes successful. So it's because of these success that allows him to step into his calling and destiny. It's not the thing that you thought. It's not that, oh, you're now in a good company, you enter into a good school, you have a good salary, and then you marry the most beautiful woman that you could ever imagine that everyone admire you have it, and you call that successful. But instead, those things that you admire might actually lead you to Sodom and Gomorrah. And instead, when you feel that you are in a downward spiral, it actually helps us to rely on God more and give us more hunger for His presence, from his will, from his voice, and then his presence will become the blessings of our life. So no wonder in verse 5, from the time that he made him overseer in his house and over all that he had, the Lord blessed the Egyptian's house for Joseph's sake. The blessing of the Lord was on all that he had in the house and field. So this is the promise that God has for Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Wherever you go, I will bless you and I will keep you. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you. So you see that God also blessed Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in a similar way. So you have to remember. So maybe you are placed in a very bad department, but after you were there, because of God's presence, this department will be blessed. Or maybe you live in a very terrible district, but because you live here, this district will be changed and will be blessed. Maybe you went to a very bad school, you went to a company, but this school, this company will be blessed because of you, because God is with us. So this is God's meaning of being successful. You know, sometimes we human, we will think that, 
Oh, man struggles upwards while water flows downwards. So now I'm in this terrible company. I will just treat it as my stepping stone. I just want to leave. I will find a better one. I will find a better place. If the school is bad, then I want to take it again. I want the better, better, better. But actually, what you think is very different from God's arrangement for you. God's definition of success is actually to help you that wherever you are in what kind of circumstances, God is going to bless this place through you. So don't complain about your company, don't complain about your school, don't complain about your family, but instead in all circumstances, keep giving thanks and pray to God, yes, Lord, thank you for bringing me to this place because you want to bless this place. You want to bring blessing, prosper, and favor through me to this place. So maybe you might think that, oh, I'm just a nobody. I don't have a good grades. My marriage is not as good as others. Maybe you can compare to other people in terms of your IQ or your ability or your family uh, situation. But the greatest blessing that you can bring you actually have it, which is God's presence. God is with you. And in all you do, you are successful. So later in verse 6, So he left all that he had in Joseph's charge, and because of him, he had no concern about anything but the food he ate. Now Joseph was handsome in form and appearance. Okay, so we all want that we can be more handsome or more beautiful, right? But you never know that all these uh, seemingly good condition can actually lead us into more temptation and make us fall more easily. So in verse 9, you know, like, my master has no concern about anything in the house, and he has put everything that he has in my charge. He's not greater in the house than I am, nor has he kept back anything from me except you, because you are his wife. How then can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? So remember, Judah, he fell in terms of lust. He has his weaknesses, but he never felt that he sinned against God. And also remember Reuben, out of his insecurity, he lay with his father's concubine, Bilah, but he also never felt that he sinned against God. But instead, Joseph, he has this sense of purity. And this is a huge important reason why God chose him. And also, it's God put this sense of purity inside him, that he know that he when he do the wickedness, he's actually sinning against God. So their families, we need to pray for our kids, pray that they will have the same sense of purity. And we also need this sense of purity so that when we live in front of God, when the temptation comes, when everyone else is doing the same thing, but when temptation comes, that we can say that how can I do this great wickedness and sin against God? You know? Reuben and Judah, they did not overcome, but Joseph overcame it. So it's not about the circumstances, but instead it's about who you are. So today we can also pray that, Lord, may you also put the same pure heart in Joseph, also put it in my children so that he can overcome all these temptations in his workplace and wherever he go. May you bless me, help me, that I can overcome the temptation in lust. I can overcome the temptation in money, in fame. Help me to have a fear of the Lord so that I would not do this great wickedness and sin against you. But later on, you know, eventually he was still framed up by the mistress and was sent to the prison. 
you know, at that time, um, slaves doesn't really count as having any value. And how dare you as a slave to try to rape the mistress? So actually, according to the law of Egypt, he could have been killed. But Potiphar, he instead, in his anger, in verse 20, he took him and put him into the prison, the place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in prison. So, you know, he could have been in any prison, but he stayed with the king's prisoners. And he could let Joseph be sentenced to death, but instead he let Joseph to be kept in this place. So this is actually God's arrangement. So you can imagine if Joseph, he was in Potiphar's place and he behaved in everything he do, but eventually he is still a slave. But because of this temptation, and he also overcome this temptation, so God gave him a much better outcome, which is sending him to prison. So maybe you might feel that, oh Lord, today I overcome this temptation, I stand firm for the Lord, but now I'm actually in this kind of worse situation. Please don't be worried because exactly is in this moment that Joseph can interact with the people who stay with Pharaoh. So please don't feel that, ah Lord, I stand firm for you. I kept my purity for you. I did not take the bribe because of you. I didn't make false account. And today everyone in the company is trying to excluding me. Why now I'm in this worst place? I lost my job. I lost my house. Oh God, if I know this earlier, I wouldn't maintain my purity. I wouldn't stand firm for your name. I wouldn't stand firm for you. But no, instead family, Please stand firm. In the circumstances that you face this year, you are going to receive comfort from the Lord because everything that Potiphar did is actually helping Joseph to be closer to Pharaoh, to get closer into his destiny. So this is God's particular arrangement for him. So that's why even though he's in the prison, he also have God's favor. So please don't feel that how come I became more and more unlucky? How come I'm in this downward spiral? Then you start to let go of God's presence. You no longer stand firm for purity. But instead, in all the difficulties, in the, all the circumstances, you have to instead be more firm, saying that, Lord, I will keep stand firm for purity. I will keep calling after your presence. You will definitely help me. So now you see in verse 23, the keeper of the prison paid no attention to anything that was in Joseph's charge because the Lord was with him. And whatever he did, the Lord made it succeed. So you see, Joseph's success is actually in the background when every circumstances around him seems to get worse and worse. So Lord, may you give us this perspective from God that Knowing that when Joseph, he's being sold, it's actually an upgrade. When he entered into Egypt, it's actually an upgrade. When he met Potiphar, it's an upgrade. When he went to the prison, it's also an upgrade. Because he started to meet all these officers around Pharaoh. So their families, maybe you think that you are in a downward spiral, but actually God is upgrading you. But and instead, if it looks like everything is prosper, you are elevating, maybe you are actually leading to the path of Sodom and Gomorrah. So may Lord help to change our perspective. Then we will start to understand God's moves and his principles, understand how he upgrades us. Then we will no longer keep complaining, keep judging, 
judging and keep criticizing, but instead we will keep praising and thanking God and live in front of God faithfully. Then God will make everything we do prosper. So, you know, sometimes after this, the cupbearer of the king of Egypt and his baker committed an offense against their lord, the king of Egypt. So you see, this is God's arrangement to let these two people to also be put into the jail. Because God has prepared already to have Joseph, when he was in the jail, in the prison, that he will met these two people. You can imagine if Joseph, he keep working in Potiphar's house, he could never meet the cupbearer and baker. Only if Joseph was put in the prison and received the favor from the Lord and received the favor from the keeper of the prison, then he will be able to meet these two people, these two guys who committed an offense against Pharaoh. And then they are also be put into the prison for the king's prisoners. And Joseph is also in the same prison. So you can see this is God's arrangement because God wants him to meet the cupbearer and baker. And only through this time when he's interacting with them, then Joseph will be able to understand how did the palace operate. And also through knowing how these two people sin, commit an offense against Pharaoh, he will know how to speak to Pharaoh. So all these things, God is actually preparing Joseph. So may Lord give us his perspective. Don't feel that we are actually in the downward spiral. We are keep leading into hopelessness, but no, instead you are actually keep stepping into God's glorious destiny and calling. So the cupbearer and baker, they were put into custody in the house of the captain of the guard, where also the king's prisoners are staying. Oh, what a coincidence. Actually, this is all God's arrangement. So you have to believe that. God, today in your arrangement, everyone I meet, everything that I encounter, it's all your best arrangement. So then in verse 7, so he asked Pharaoh's officer who were with him in custody in his master's house, why are your faces downcast today? So their families, when it seems like you are in your lows, please don't forget to also care for the people around you. Maybe you will think that, ah, I have a lot to deal with already. Do I still have the energy to care for others? But instead, it's exactly at this time that you should care for others. Do you want to came out from your suffering? Do you want to came out from your oppression, your difficulties? Then the best way for you is to stand up and to serve others, to care for others, to pray for others. Then God will open the way for you. So indeed, these two people, they tell him their dreams. And also Joseph interpret the dreams for them. So one will be released and the other's head will be lifted up in three days. And at the same time, Joseph also told them his story. And he told his story to the cupbearer who is about to be released. But later on in verse 23, yet the chief cupbearer did not remember Joseph, but forget him. So you see, oh my God, this cupbearer, he is so ungrateful. I care about you. I care for you, but you forget me, you know, but their families here, we really have to say it's better for him to forget Joseph. You know, if the cupbearer did not forget Joseph, he will definitely try to release Joseph from the prison. But after he was being released to the prison, where can he go? Can he go back to Potiphar's place? No. Well, will he be sold again as a slave? No. And can the cupbearer keep him? We don't know. So, you know, 
God have to let Kabir forget him, because if Kabir did not forget Joseph, Joseph might be released, and then maybe he will just leave Egypt and then went back to his hometown. Then God's calling, the destiny, could not be fulfilled. How can Israel grow into a great nation in Egypt? How can they later on bring all the inheritance, all the properties from Egypt to the land of Canaan? How can they later on become the host of the Lord? Impossible. So it's better for him to forget Joseph. So, dear families, please don't hold grudges against others. I help you. I treated you so well. How can you forget me? I give you everything. How can you hurt me like this? Remember, God has His best arrangement. The cup bearer, he has to forget it, because at the due timing, when later on, when cup bearer talked to Pharaoh, when Pharaoh is in this need, God let the cup bearer remember that oh, there's this guy, he's Joseph, he can interpret dream. Then it's exactly in this moment he can bring Joseph in front of Pharaoh and speak to him. So if cup bearer did not forget him at this very moment, these things could not be fulfilled. So, dear families, we really need this perspective from the Lord. Otherwise, when we encounter the same scenario as Joseph, we will really feel that, oh my God, I am so 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 unlucky. I help others. I treat other wells, even when my difficulties. I serve others, but other people forget me. I love. Others so much. I even offer out my money, but he came back and bite me. So then you will feel like, ah,、oh, forget it, forget it. I will no longer serve others. I will no longer help others. I will no longer have love to others. You know, if you have this uh kind of response, you will be losing your destiny. So instead, you should keep praying for others. Even more fervently, you should serve others even more wholeheartedly. You should wait and wait for God's timing, so that you know other people forget you. It's better for them to forget me because the timing isn't there yet. You know, when they eventually remember, then it will be God's time to help us to step into our destiny, step into the glorious moment. So, dear families, from today's scripture, we really have to see that through Joseph's experience, you will know that from human's perspective, it seems like he is so pitiful; it's so bad for him. But from God's perspective, actually, God is keep upgrading Joseph from the beginning when he was sold, when he was. Put into the prison when everyone forget him. Actually, all of these is God's helped to help him to step into his destiny, so that he can eventually to meet Pharaoh until his dream come true. So, if we don't have God's perspective, we might feel that everything we do is in vain. But if we have God's perspective, then you can start to pray today. Lord, may you give me your perspective, give me the patience, give me the endurance, give me your faith, so that I can praise you in all the moment. Then I will start to believe that all the bad things, all the unlucky thing, all the painful things, everything that I thought that someone has failed me before, it's actually Lord you are trying to. Help Help me to step into my destiny. Amen.